how you doing? Wait, I know what you're thinking. Hold on, it's coming. Where's the music? Hit the music, baby. <laughs> yeah, highlight. Don't forget the real though. Yeah, yeah. I bet you won't turn me up. What's that you bumping? It ain't vibing hard enough. No, no. Check my playlist, guaranteed you ain't hit talk. From the indies to the mainstream, bringing nice stuff. Music talks from the Wayne and Janine. Run it, run it, run it. Pass that ox. Pass that ox. Back on the scene, the Wayne and Janine. I'm bringing the facts, they know what I mean. Music comparisons, yeah, it's embarrassing. Ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen and ladies. Hello. It's that time again. Welcome to Pat. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, no, no. Let me rewind that. Welcome to the greatest podcast of all podcasts. <laughs> the oh. That man shortened it from that last time. <laughs> <laughs> y'all know how we do, man. I got to give y'all an epic <laughs> intro almost every other time if I can't already. But every ladies, time. Every time. Oh, okay. Every time. You know how we do. This is past the Ox, baby. Welcome to the show, y'all. I know y'all missed us. You know, we kind of had a mini hiatus again. Sorry. We didn't mean it. You know, <laughs> life gets in the way sometimes. People, y'all can. Relate. No, we, 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 we did that on purpose. So yeah. we're allowing them time to catch up if they are just tuning in. We're Boom. giving you opportunity yes. to catch up. That's all that Boom. was. Good. All right? Amazing. Amazing. See, that's a pom-pom. Pound it. That's what I'm talking about. See, that's why she's the host, ladies and gentlemen. Not even just because she's beautiful. She actually knows how to improvise, y'all. You understand this, right? So therefore, now, let's take that into full effect. And I just want to say welcome to Past the Ox. If you're new to the show, then, well, hello. We always love a new listener. Um, I'm Dwayne, your king of, you know, your prince of botch and your neighborhood mediator. This is Janine. She is your queen of clatchets and your revenant Revenant, uh, 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 what am I? What, I'm probably not out right now. Resident <laughs> Queen of Clatchets and Miss Boosie Thuggin. There we go. It That's left me. me for a second. I don't know why it did, but it's back. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, this is it's a fun show. You can already tell. We're and so uh, silly. <laughs> we are so silly. And yet, down below, <laughs> the man who joins us uh-huh. every so often. Not all the time, but every so often, the one, the only man who is not going to be named, but he's named anyway, by the name of Derek Myers, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Hey, well, welcome, fam. How y'all doing, people? Hola. It feels so nice to be home, you know. It's great to be back. Isn't it? I mean, I know we're in the midst of a holiday feel, you know what I'm saying? But it's just still good to get the people some some easy going and listening and goofiness and silliness all in the music world because, well, you need that around this time of year. It gets a little hectic out there in the streets. Most you know what definitely. I'm saying? If you're out there shopping in the streets, you should be shopping at home. But, hey, 
It is what it is. We're in Atlanta, bro. You know these people don't know about it. <laughs> First of all, Atlanta's not <laughs> shut down. The va- <laughs> Yo, know, Lenox Mall. It, they're one more shootout away from from <laughs> from becoming a very affordable area <laughs> to live in. Lenox has become the new Lake Lanier. Like, go but beware. Yeah. Not to be scared to Lake, Lake Lanier because I don't believe in that, but others do. I do. But beware. Oh, no. I go out and I swim in the lake. Don't get in the lake if you can't swim. But that's another conversation for another day. Lenox is real spooky right about now. I will. Lake Lanier? I swim in Lake Lanier. Yeah. Wow. And I'm safe. I mean, oh. I'm off a little bit. I'm throwing off a little bit, but for the most part, I'm good. She's a brave one, people. She's a brave one. That's 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 the next level right there. Next level. I'm throwing off you slightly, only bro. Once. Yeah, no but I'm trying to make sure that life, uh, you know, extends a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I totally understand, people. This is past the arc, so y'all already know. How we do it on this thing, man. We kick it off and we do what's our icebreaker on this very show. Where we tell y'all what's in our ears. So, ladies first, as you know, uh, Derek, I guess you gotta give your people a head nod. Metaphorical head nod. (laughs) All right, so um, I've been listening to quite a a few things. Sorry, y'all, I've been (laughs) tipsy off. I've been listening to, to some new things this week. Um, as we know, Lil Wayne's No Selling Free came out. Um, have listened to it all the way, I will admit. Um, but it's it's cool. I think uh I don't know, I guess people are expecting Wayne to drop another classic. For me, I just didn't go into it with any expectations. And it's definitely not a classic per se, but he's in shape. He can rap, he can rhyme still, he's he sounds good, so that was good to hear. Um, oh, did y'all want to add to the no ceilings? If y'all listen to it, what do y'all think about it? Yeah, well, how do you feel about DJ Khaled hosting it? Okay, so, um, <laughs> thank you for asking, Dick. Um, that brought me to a point I can appreciate that they that they um that they released it on that that, that piff because it makes it feel like a mixtape, so that's yes. nice. Um, I do understand that mixtapes have the DJ that holds and like, oh, wait, run that back. Uh, it's Wayne again. Khaled, for me, for me personally, I respect him, but sometimes it's annoying. Just a little bit. Yeah. Or a lot of bit, depending on who you are. Yeah. Much respect. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who, who else would y'all have preferred him to have hosted? If, I don't know that he needed Khaled. a host. Mm, okay. That's that's Maybe my he thing. Maybe wanted to give like a nostalgic feel. Yeah, I, I um, I, I'll say like this: it wasn't too much DJ Khaled, so that's where I was okay with it. But it, it you know, of course, it was on brand for for Khaled. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he he's definitely himself all the time, but um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I thought the project was okay. I, 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 yeah. I like you. I had no expectations for it, so that's why I didn't. Uh, I wasn't disappointed by it. I think I've come yeah. to the point now where, like, um, anything that's coming from Lil Wayne, I'm not. I'm not expecting anything major from him. 
I'm not. You have yeah. high expectations. They're going to get dashed. I'm good. <laughs> and then too, like Wayne, Wayne has just like, like what else do you want from me? Like, I think he just does it to like remind us, like, like I do this, yeah. but um, like he's done it all. He's proved like he has nothing else to prove. So anything that he does at this point is just for fun and just to get back into the, the ring and exercise. Wouldn't that bit. just be like a feature think... thing then? Like, wouldn't you like expect for him to just do features, like not full projects? Yes or no? Because I kind of like, what I feel else like is like the same point too? Yeah. Andre three stuff, huh? Yeah. 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 I'm sorry for cutting yeah. you off. I'm just saying, like, I, I, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I feel like he's. I think. I feel like he's in that point where he doesn't need to prove anything else. It's like he's already yeah. accomplished everything. I don't think we need another project, full project. Yeah. Just come out, feature, you know, hear you on a Drake uh, a track or whatever, and leave it at that. Yeah. I'm good with I that. Know. I respect it. I mean, if you want to get in the booth and do a whole mixtape, Wayne, by all means, I will listen to it. I mean, I'm not. Oh, everyone's going to listen to it. <laughs> I'm not going to say no. <laughs> You know, yeah, but he doesn't need to do it. He's just doing it because he he wants to. So at that point, you have to. I don't know. There's not much to say. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. 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 Shout out to um, shout out to Drake premiering his his new flow. I feel like I feel like this is Drake's new flow, you and know I what? like it. I like I it love too. It. I like it too. I like it too. I love that, it. That was that was. Probably the best track on that that mixtape. Yeah, I like it. That's all I got through. But no, yeah. <laughs> nah, it, it, <laughs> damn son, where'd you find? <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. Uh, nah, I mean, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, like y'all, I might have had a fraction of expectation just to see if he would have tried to remind some folk or something but it was it was straight uh straight in a way of like okay this ain't no ceilings but you're not gonna like play it every day it ain't rebirth so hey why not throwing your son in there was a nice interesting mix yeah. I don't know how I felt about that per se. Cute, sure, but <laughs> you know, hey man. Repetitive. Like, yeah, very repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, yeah. listen, how yeah. many times are you gonna repeat this? You sound like Mike Jones right now, man. <laughs> you know, but I get it. Who? <laughs> Mike Jones. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot. But I mean. Like I said, he's a kid, so you can't you can't get too harsh on the kid, you know. It's yeah, I think he kind of he's showing you know potential though. Cause yeah, and think yeah, about yeah. this, think about this. He's he his dad is is Lil Wayne, his stepfather was Nipsey. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I'm looking forward to seeing his growth. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. If 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 he's if he's uh, that young and he's interested in production the way the way he's shown, you know, because Lauren London posted a picture of him uh, at the at the studio board, and I was like, that's that's going to be interesting if if that's where he if that's where he wants to go. Yeah, I don't know. That'll be a night. Nice, that 
think about Prime Wayne mixed with Nipsey. That that yeah. flow would be very intriguing. Yeah, that'd be sick. You know, I mean, when when I watched a little mini doc on Wayne, and you know, I didn't even realize homie was fifteen, only fifteen when he was with the Hot Boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Juvie was the shining star. And yeah. Wayne was only 15 and look what happened. You right. Look how much he surpassed Juvie. You right. know what I'm saying? So, it, yeah, no, this is this is facts, you know? So, eh, for now, you know, I, I, I can just say, you know, okay. Great you know, start. Told you, you know, Great, yeah. amazing start. <laughs> Overall, nah, man, I, I just kind of didn't pay much attention. It didn't grab my attention that much outside of just, you know, some of the some of the remixes were kind of like, okay, again, not like No Ceilings where he bodied a lot of these remixes where you forgot the original. Right. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, right. For what it was, you know, hey, he did his thing, so it's Wayne. Do you, you know, guys think he kind of, um, he didn't need to name it No Ceilings 3? Like, do you think it yep. takes away from the nostalgia of No Ceilings? Yeah, you could. I feel like if you're going to have a saga of No Ceilings, they all got to come with a certain pow, you know what I mean? And yeah. maybe it did come with a pow for some people. For me personally, it didn't. But then we talked about this our very first episode. When somebody releases a project that is like up here and bar done and like nothing can touch it, nothing they do after it is ever going to meet our expectations of what they're gonna do right but i agree maybe he could have named them named now, something let me ask y'all this then do you think maybe this just didn't live up to what we think because of the nostalgia of where we were in no ceilings for me yes yeah <coughs> but it also it, at the same time it just wasn't like amazing <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was cool but it like I I definitely don't see myself listening to this like I have like it's not like a must for me to listen to this. If someone's playing it or whatever, cool. I'm not I'm not against it, but I'm not I'm not gonna look for it. Like I already had right. that pick on my phone, so that was good. But I'm not I'm not gonna like if I didn't have it and I had I had to only have it just so I could listen to this. I don't know that I would have downloaded it. Hearing it already. Now it takes three seconds, Derek. I don't. don't do I would have downloaded it just to listen to that. Is what I'm saying. Like if I don't had do one. I, I I just I would. <laughs> it's not. It's not a must for me. It's not. I don't need it in my life. I understand. <laughs> there are a lot of other mixed I listen to that that are just like that for me, but not Ain't that, that one. the truth, my brother. Yeah, we gonna get to that. <laughs> we gonna get into that. We gonna get into That's that. Funny. But uh, yeah. okay, so because uh, what what outside of No Ceilings three, what else have you yeah. been vibing to this week? Um, I happened upon an artist by the name of Simba. Do y'all know who Simba is? Yes. Yes, I I listened to Simba's project. Um, it came out December fourth. What's it called? Don't run from RAP. Don't don't run from rap. And uh, this is my first time hearing him, and I love him. I think I'm gonna go back and listen to some of his earlier stuff. He's 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 from the Bay. I rock with other artists from the Bay, and the project is good. Like it starts off like his intro is like upbeat, and it keeps you moving, and then like 
the rest of the album is more like personal and he's talking about his life and what he's seen and what he's been through. So it's a nice transition. It's not all like deep stuff and then, but it also sounds good. So if you haven't listened to Simba, I would check him out. And then um, I'm listening to Juicy J's album because it's amazing. And I love Juicy J. Wait, she grabbed her brains right. and she said that. No, no. <laughs> listen, sometimes I listen to Juicy I'm like, should I feel bad for listening to this? No, because I know that this does not apply to me. But <laughs> the lyrics of some of these songs, <laughs> I be too turned up. But great, great project. Love Juicy J. He just, he just said something the other day that was like controversial as hell. And I forgot he what he said. He said that 3-6 Mafia was the best group to ever do it. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Maybe in the sense of like cultural influence, because like if you think about it, um, ASAP was very heavily influenced by 3-6. The whole sipping, sipping out of a double cup very three six yeah but i like to get ratchet i do drugs very three six yeah. <laughs> and that's all that we hear today yeah but you're talking about the other like think about the other groups that came before three six mafia you got nwa sure you know what i'm saying like like just them and just just off the rip you're not better than nwa like three six mafia. What are we? What are we better? Like like like. Bro. What is he saying? We're the best to ever do it. Like as far as like musically talent. That's the how best I took ever it. Do it as far as having an influence, or what is he saying? That's how I took it. Is the best group. Is that not, on all categories. That's how I took it. If if that's not how he meant it, then he should have said something else. Because that's exactly that's how exactly <laughs> I came across. I don't know. I mean, I, I. Well, I'm from Atlanta. You're from Jersey. Let's ask a. <laughs> Is he flogging or not? Is he flogging or not, Dwayne? <laughs> All right. This is where it's a little weird, right? Because um, this is where it gets coastal. Because um, to be completely honest, if I'm being completely honest, being from Memphis, I know the the any Memphian is going to tell you three six because of the culture of Memphis and them being really the out of all the Memphis artists before the Yo Gotti's, the Young Dolphs, and all of them, like three six was the group and the brand to put Memphis rap on the map. Right, not Memphis music, right, right. rap music right. on the map, right? Right. Um, but in a cultural sense, in the South, from Mississippi, uh-huh. Alabama to a degree, uh, you could argue and maybe say some of North Florida, maybe, and just any border states that border Tennessee, Kentucky, mm-hmm. you know, all of those southern and mid-south states. Heck, even Texas for that matter, which I know that's where it gets 
kind of trippy because of mm-hmm. the UGKs yeah. and the Paul Walls and all of those. But in a sense, yes, I can see where if you're going coastal in the South, then yes, because in the South, <laughs> there's no bigger group than Three Six, and that includes UGK. Even though like he never said that, he just said now that's ever. Think about Wu Tang. Well, now that's where I was gonna say because now if we're talking ever, this is where I'm also kind of this is why I broke it down coastal. I know he didn't say that, but this is yeah. why I'm giving you the real as a Memphian, right? Yeah. Coastal in the south and the in the southern hemisphere of it, yes, he's right. Now, when you break it down to the entire US of A with every US coast. I'm going to be real with y'all when I say on a mainstream tip 3-6 didn't really blow up until right around people knew in the south people knew about like sipping on some scissors and all of that Yeah, yeah, yeah. mainstream mainstream wise I believe it was right when they had uh, most known unknowns album, which I believe is the same album that led to when Hustle and Flow was out, mm-hmm. Grammy hey. won, and the Oscar was won, and then all of that kind of set the path. And Three Six are really officially put not only Memphis on the map, but they also put themselves on the map to where people who didn't know Three Six went back and listened to a lot of their stuff in the past, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So. Because of that, I have to say that he's wrong in that aspect because of the NWAs, the Wu-Tangs, the Outcasts, which actually when I think about the South. When I do think about the South, I forgot my boys and Outcasts. They are the only other ones that could arguably be just as big, if not bigger, than 3-6. In my opinion. Because Outcasts, you cannot but then that means what he said is wrong. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. If, listen, listen. if you don't feel like you are the best to ever do it, then what are we here for? This is oh, true. no. What are we here for? No, I applaud the confidence. <laughs> He's saying, but what's the reality? <laughs> this is OTS, dang it. He is this is OTS. Wrong. <laughs> OTS is fast. I, OTS look. is fast. Look, I have that same confidence. I think I'm the best ever with what I do. Factually, am I? No. <laughs> People don't even know my name west of Atlanta. Like, so how am I supposed to say that? <laughs> He's got a point there, John. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Like, that's that's all I'm saying. Like, I, I love the confidence, but no, dog. Like, that ain't it. Yeah, yeah, that ain't it. You got, you got, you got, you got legends ahead of you, and that's not, that's not, that's not a, that's not a diss. You know, a three six mafia that they still, they still did some like major things, but come on, bro, like (laughs) that's all I'm saying. It's uh, it's definitely one of those things that is up in the air. It's it's a lot. It's tough. It is tough. There are groups you can definitely put above them, and uh, like I said, it's it's this is coming from a, a Memphian, yeah. For sure. 
You know what I mean? It's, it's tough. Like I said, I'm trying not to be biased. Yeah, I will forever say yeah. bias like that. I know that that was a perfect <laughs> way. My biased opinion. That's how it should be said. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but <laughs> but I mean, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things, guys. It's like I get it. I mean, I was hoping that was kind of a false quote, and he was just saying that as a joke or just one of those inquiries nope. said that. But apparently. My man actually says it, and I don't blame you. I mean, look, King, do your thing. You know what I mean? But I get where that rhyme, Derek. It did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> but, but, That's the I, rapper you know, in you. <laughs> That's a lyricist. But this is where I say, like, yeah, man, I, I do agree, though, Derek. It's tough because, again, even when I just mentioned what I said with the South, I did almost forget about my boys Outcast, and I love Outcast. So it's like, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a toss up even with the South because of Outcast. But you got groups that are you know, so I, I get it. You know, I mean, they're top tier for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Legendary Definitely in the South and, and their rock, you know. Yeah, um, but I, I, influential to the Migoses and things like yeah, that with those flows. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, uh, so we'll just say. It's false to a degree. It is false to a degree. It, but it's, it's false news, bro. It's <laughs> false to a degree. To a degree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To a degree. He's not yeah. completely wrong. Yeah. He's wrong enough. He, he's pro- he probably just didn't present it the right way. Uh, that's that's what I'm just assuming. I Because, again, I don't know how you can say that when you got guys that are clearly above you. <laughs> I mean, and again, it's not a diss, but I, that, those are facts. We get it. We get yeah. it. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, <laughs> moving on, we're still in one of our years, guys. I right, mean, right. We're not even done yet. We got a lot for you. Came in here swinging this swinging. week. We have a debate on debates on debates. What yeah. do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Brother Derek, what are you vibing to? What have you been vibing to? Man, um, still heavy on J. Cole. It's it's been that kind of week. Um, but I uh I listened to Bruno Mars again, which oh nice. I need his I need them to come out with another album. I 24 Karat Magic was just like that was a perfect album, perfect project, and I need another one from him. Like, I, it's been it's been what four years now, three four years. I need my boy to come out with something else, man. Do you think now you know how that is? We actually covered that a lot on on one of our episodes. I do believe it might have been the last. Mm-hmm. Do you really think though he can top what that? did because you know there's always yeah. that album that you okay. can't outdo. I'll say this. There are there are artists that genuinely take their time. Justin Timberlake is one where he was like he's like five to seven year break between albums. Kendrick Lamar is proving to be <laughs> another one that takes one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> um J. Cole takes his time. Like he was supposed to come out with uh, the fall off for sure this year, which 
we're you know we're at the end of it so i don't know if that's coming out or not weeks. yeah yeah you got like two and a half weeks um which i don't know I, I don't know if he's coming out with it or not but um but he takes his time between albums i rihanna which i i don't even to me rihanna should just go ahead and just retire i honestly don't think she needs music i like she's making more money with her fashion line and her and her makeup she she doesn't need music um so you know she's another one so i'm I'm just assuming bruno is just one of those guys that he needs to take his time to to make sure that it's great because those artists every time they drop something the project is just as good if not better than the last project you i can't i can't name one bad Kendrick album I can't name one bad J. Cole album I can't name one bad Rihanna album actually um Bruno Mars I can't name one bad one so and I think there's something to be said about people that well and and I haven't listened to Justin Timberlake's new album which I will not be listening to that uh the new one he just dropped Dude. but I I don't I don't care to listen to it I don't care to listen to it because it, because it's it's but it's a different. I'm not saying that I like. I fault him for it. That's cover, my friend. I know. I know. He went in the woods, and and I'm Derek was like, I will not accept him back at the. Picture. He's not. He's not invited yeah. to the cookout anymore. He went in the woods him. one time. I'm, I'm trying to tell him. <laughs> you know, I gotta defend my Memphians. You know, I'm doing it. Yeah, I know. I know. Tell you now, man. I know. I know. Don't let the Tennessee woods fool you. I know. It, Trust look. me. Look, book by its cover, my brother. Okay, how about this? I'll listen to it, and then uh, before the next episode, I'll listen to it and, and give you my opinion on it. See, because I, because I had you to did, you, remember, you did listen to Jay Cole. Yeah, you yep. did listen to Drake, so yeah, I'll take so that back, I. and I'll go. Listen, I'll listen to it. <laughs> give it a shot. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not saying you know. You yeah, it's the best. Yeah, got to give it a listen. But he, but he's another one that when he takes his time, the new project that he drops is phenomenal. So like, I think there's something to be said about about artists that take their time with their music and and don't rush it because we're now living in that time that day and age where artists feel like they got to drop something like every two three mm-hmm. months and then and when you oversaturate the market with with what you have, the product isn't as good. You know what I'm saying? It's just, eh, it's all right. Um, so that, that's why I, I respect artists that are of that, you know, that mindset that want to take their time, that want to, you know, curate their 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 um their projects. Um, I think the next one that Bruno comes out with will be will be better than two, 24 Karat. I think it will be. I'm Hot expecting take. it. I'm expecting it because. <clears throat> The last what two? He had two before that one, right? They those those projects were amazing projects. So I have a question for you, sir. Mm-hmm. If twenty four carat is Bruno's thriller, mm-hmm. will the next album be his bag? You know what? Until I listen to it, I can't say that. Because <laughs> one of the first ones might be as bad at this point. Yeah, because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to put that expectation on them. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not far fetched 
it's not far fetched because, like I said, Kendrick, Cole, they they look at what they did with their music. I mean, to me, it's like from the mixtapes through through, like it's just gotten better, better, and better. At least it's never fallen off. Um, so possible, possible, but I won't, I won't, I won't say that until I hear it. Which I'm hoping he drops something next year because he kind of teased it um, during his Grammy season. He kind of teased that he was coming out with something new. So I'm hoping that he does drop something. Um, I will, we'll have to see. Can't wait, man. Can't yeah. wait. So, yes, this is, uh, yeah. this is awesome. This is, this is, I'm loving this. Yeah, I'm man. Loving this. Um, yeah. So, so real quick before we move on, y'all, of course, I guess that leaves me to let y'all know what your boy been vibing to and what's been in the ears. And man, thanks to No Ceilings 3 and thanks to finding out that it was on that piff. Yeah. My man, Derek, I have to thank you, sir. Because of you, I have the Dat Piff app on me phone. And what has your boy been doing? I have been Dat Piffing like crazy the entire week. And Good. I'm still doing it. Good. Why? Because it's allowed me to go back and listen to some of my absolute favorite mixtapes that Good. I can't get on Apple Music. So, for example, yeah. we talk about the letdown, or I guess you can call it letdown, no ceilings three, as Kazo mentioned, with how you know sequels have to all match up with each other. So I got to listen to one of my favorite and most underrated lyricists and fabulous with one of my favorite mixtape series as ever, the Soul Tapes. Soul Tape, one, Ooh, two, three. Yeah, yeah. Boy, and let me just say, <laughs> I, I'm gonna quote one of my favorite lines. I believe this one came from Soul Tape too, which after listening Ooh. to all three, they're all great, but I realized Soul Tape 2 is actually my favorite of the three. I can really say that is my favorite one. When Fabulous dropped that one, I don't know what it was. Soul Tape 2 is my favorite because I found myself listening to that one the most. But nonetheless, literally, this line just stuck with me so hard. And it's probably for obvious reasons. You know, he is one of my favorite players. But nonetheless, (laughs) I repeat, people, when you cross me, you lost me. Now, if I was guarding Derrick Rose, I would be more understanding. But you ain't Derrick Rose. You was my number one, but uh, you ain't Derrick Rose. You tried to put me on point, but you was Derrick Rose. You just on some bulls. You ain't Derrick Rose. Oh, man. <laughs> Fab. Fab Derrick Rose. Love you, Derrick. I love Derrick Rose. The fact man. that you can literally just take <laughs> all of those things and just, ah, uh, ah, uh, Fab, man, my guy. Just, just all that to say, man, I really just been loving that piff. I've been on my boy, my other favorite artist, you know, one that, you know, my main favorite as Derek knows, battle coming soon. My boy, Big Crit, you know what I'm saying? I've been able to go Ooh. back and listen to a lot <laughs> of his older mixtapes that yeah. I can't get, obviously, on Apple Music for sure, because yeah. he did he did a remaster, I guess, or a re-release of uh, Crit Was Here, which was one of his famous ones that mm-hmm. uh, he kind of re-released on Apple Music. I went back and listened to that and was like, I see the difference in the two because there were some tracks that weren't on the Apple Music version. And so I was like, dope. You know, I could listen to that. Return of Forever, though, that one was the one that put me on Crit. I got introduced to Crit through that very, very project 
because of a song he happened to do with one of my favorite artists that I told you guys about, my boy Chameleonaire. I forgot that it was a song that the two of them did together called Time Machine. And you see, it was because of Chameleonaire, I believe, hosting group, that I found out who he was. Because at the time, I was like, yo, is this Pimp C? Because he kind of sounded like Pimp C (laughs) at first at that time. So I'm thinking Mm. like, okay, Cam just did a song with Pimp C or something. And then I saw the name and was like, wait, hold up, Big Crit. Who's this guy? And so I remember Return of Forever was the freshest project at that time. I want to say this was 2011. I went through and I was just listening to it. And honestly, I've been bumping that completely all week out of all of the projects. Uh, Forever in a Day is my second favorite mixtape. And then I would say King Remembered in Time is right there with it. But like Forever in a Day, man, was special because it was the first project of his that put me on to him. And he has songs like The Vent which signified and solidified. And then, of course, uh, you know, American Rap Star. Y'all, I got to tell you, I was listening to that song doing the the yard this morning. And Mm -hmm. I started thinking, and I was like, wait a minute, as I was really listening to it, because you don't realize that until you mature through some things, right? Mm -hmm. So, y'all, American Rap Star is a song that literally, it's like they say that money make the world go round. You never lost till you lose your ground. And, they, and, and, and and even though they want to lose your crown, but they don't love you till you're underground. And mm-hmm. I was, he was mm. basically referring to what we see today. I thought yeah. about Nipsey. Mm-hmm. I thought about King Von. I started thinking about every Pop Smoke, all of these rappers, mm-hmm. and how we talked about how we had never really checked out their music. We never heard of them, you know what I'm saying, per se. Mm -hmm. But suddenly, they die and they make mainstream news. And now we find ourselves going back and listening to their stuff and then we're glorifying them like, man, this was such a talented artist. Nipsey was the only one that I listened to before he died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was the only one. No, I listened to King Von before he passed too. I didn't know anything about King Von until he passed. But you see what I mean? I still like, haven't listened to it. Yeah. But y'all see what I'm talking about? But I yeah. know there's going to be a time where you check them out. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Big Crit, I, I feel like he's an artist that's ahead of his time sometimes. Because when I listen to that song, I know that he was one of those that he stays true to underground. But yet, he <laughs> he had a mainstream single that he did with Ludacris and Bun B, country-ish. Mm-hmm. But like... You know, labels, he talks about it all in his music, you know, much like a J. Cole and, and other artists. And we're going to get into that with our meet, uh, with talking more about these labels. But, like, he, he, you know, Chameleonaire went through the same stint. You know, a lot of these artists, when you wonder what happened to them, it was, it's not that they fell off. It's labels try to change who they are. Exactly. And yeah. because of that, when that battle goes on there, all of a sudden, that artist is kind of stuck in a limbo and next thing you know they stick to what they know so people who follow them truly as true fans understand like yo you did not fall off so when i listen to american rap star i listened to it completely different and i thought about all these artists we lost and i'm like man it's crazy how this was 2011 and that was way before any of these artists just started dying left and right right that's a song he should really like rejuvenate i think he should like re-release it or like do something with it 
because it really would relate so much to what's going on today. So, yeah, man, uh, that piff. Oh, another underrated artist I've been rating on is my boy, Saha the Prince, baby. Oh, man. Oh, man. I love me some Saha the Prince, y'all. Uh-huh. This man's wordplay is ridiculous. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Kazo, this one's for you, but I had to be bumping. Uh, so there's there's a, there's a, pro- a mixtape he has called uh, Ivy League Club. Hint, hint. You know, for my Ivy Leaguers out there, <clears throat> you know, um, Ivy League Club is a song called Home of the Brave. And as y'all know, Saha the Prince is from the A. <laughs> yeah. And uh, even though I will admit, you know, it's featuring my boy B.O.B., you know what I'm saying? Uh, I will admit, you could tell it was, uh, you know, I think B.O.B. mentioned the line, you know, what I'm saying we still got the Georgia Dome jumping like we got, like we still got Vic. And I was like, oh. man, I know this is time it said Georgia Dome. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, Georgia Dome ain't around no more. So this is truly history now. Orbit. Well, yeah, yeah, Orbit, yeah. <laughs> Orbit. <laughs> well, he did say, no, but see, Vic wasn't, at that time when that song was out, Vic wasn't really even in Atlanta either at that time. He said, we got the Georgia Dome jumping like we still got Vic. So he, oh, okay. he was emphasizing. At that time, he might have been with the Eagles. Because okay. uh, this, I think Ivy League Club came out like 2011, 2012, maybe. Yeah, so I think that was he was school with the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, it's just funny, y'all. When I go back and listen to that history like that, I mean, I'm just like, it's so amazing how timeless these mixtapes are. But yeah. yeah, at the same time, a little dated because of certain lines. And you're like, well, that's a moment in history because this isn't around anymore. Or yeah. that person isn't relevant anymore. So you could tell... I love how lines and certain punchlines were like a, a, a significance of what was relevant at that time. Uh, so it's a good reminder, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, man, y'all, I'm loving my Dat Piff journey some more, and I'm just <laughs> my, my Dat Piff journey. Yeah, I mean, because I'm just I love the fact I can go back and listen to my favorite all time mixtapes and just yeah, man, I, I just get lost in them. Like, man, actually, so much, y'all. I, I tell y'all what. It's inspired me. It's inspired the kid. Uh-oh. I'm gonna start dropping my throwaways in mixtape form for that pip. Yeah. Good job, thank so, God. ladies and gentlemen. Thank because God. of my love for that pip, now I know what I can do with my throwaways. All of those songs I never thought would see the light of day. I can put them on that pip, snippets and all, ladies and gentlemen. So get ready. You're there gonna see go. a lot of stuff coming from the highlight reel on that pit. So y'all get ready. There is one throwaway that's not really a throwaway that you still haven't tossed out yet, but we're not gonna talk about it. Oh yeah, that Ooh. that that trump card. <laughs> yeah. We're not gonna well, talk guys, about it. So you just funny. might catch that on that piff. You just might catch it on that piff. You never hey, know. Bro. You, you need to release. You need to release it as a single. I, I don't. I don't want to hear that as a mix. Right. I, I, uh. Single, single. I don't. Single. I don't want it to get lost in the sauce of any other project. No, just just a single. That's it. You 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 heard it here first, people. We said he, song. He's not gonna do it, but yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, we don't know. He's we not gonna ne- do it. You never know, people. It could actually drop. I say, you never know. It's coming. Soon. Yeah, never say never. <laughs> but uh, real talk, man. This is this has been amazing, and um, I think yeah, I think for the most part, that's mainly what I've been on. I don't think I've really had a chance to listen to any modern day stuff yet, as of right now, outside of No Ceilings Three, obviously, which we talked about earlier. 
so yeah, people, that's that's pretty much what's been in our ears as of this week. So that being said, um, real quick in music history, I believe fifteen years. It's been a fifteen year anniversary since the Carter Two. Oh, so wow. shout out to OTS guys. Make sure y'all follow OTS guys on Instagram if you want to see musical history and musical facts. Uh, yes, it has been 15 years, y'all, since Lil Wayne dropped the Carter II, which is, as we know, the official takeoff project that pretty much gave Lil Wayne the rocket strap to be on every feature, every song, you name it, pretty much just yeah. made the scene. So uh, salutes to the Carter II. Hustler music is always definitely one of my favorite memorable songs Same. from that very project. So I mean, um, yeah, you know, oh yeah, that's that's it. So I just wanted project. to touch on that. You know, we normally go a little deeper with that, but you know, we 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 didn't have enough Wayne talk for one day. You know, so we yeah. we, we we're gonna salute and spotlight what catapulted Wayne to financial stardom to why. He can put out stuff like No Sin History because of the Carter too. Nonetheless, uh, <laughs> y'all see what I did there. Uh, so getting into basically the meat of our conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. This one is where it's going to get a little more serious. It's going to get a little deep. It's going to get a little deep for y'all. You know, we've been goofing around with y'all today, but we're going to get real serious with y'all on this main subject. And I would like to say shout out to artist Tiana Taylor, one of Janine's favorite artists in the game, a true Tiana Taylor head over here. And I just want to say the woman is talented. And those of you who know, she is making a decision to step away from music and for her own mental health reasons, but also for the benefit of her family, her kids, to keep herself sane, alive. And of course, uh, there were rumors going around that this was over a Grammy, which she went on Instagram and she addressed and made it very publicly known to address her true hardcore fans who were, as she admitted, were upset at her for previous statements that were made from her. But she made this known that this was not over a Grammy and this was indeed an issue involving Def Jam and the label and just feeling underappreciated by the label and certain disagreements and just trying to purposely get dropped from the label to which they still have yet to be. And so that's what brings the serious conversation in that I want to discuss with my panel, my family, my brother and sister in here, uh, because I want to, especially myself as an artist, I can definitely relate. And I want to talk to you guys about two serious subjects in music. For one, mental health, which we've seen everywhere, even outside of music, is a bigger and bigger issue as the years go along, especially given the toll 
of 2020, which, by the way, guys, we've only got a few more weeks left of it. So hang on in there. <laughs> <Lord>. uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, mental health for one and also labels, man, this the the ball and chain field of labels and just the object that you are looked at as the 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 is your fruit ripe enough are you the fruit that needs to be picked to be selected to be marketed to be out there so I want to bring it to you guys, and I want to say, what do you, what are your thoughts on what Tiana Taylor had to say, how she's feeling, um, you know, and more importantly, just any artist in general, when it comes to mental health, when it comes to label disagreements and things of that nature. As I mentioned earlier, with people like Chameleonaire, who, in his way, is completely successful beyond music, or Rihanna as you mentioned, how she's completely successful beyond music and doesn't need it anymore, but pretty sure even at her time, she might've had some label disagreements at one point. So guys, what, what are your thoughts on these type of subjects right now? Uh, this is a heavy question and I feel like we could talk for hours. Um, so to try to simplify it and how to navigate my thoughts here. As far as it goes for mental health um, and just wanting to stay sane and mentally healthy um, for yourself and for your family and for your loved ones, I can definitely understand it a hundred percent because as an artist, um, shout out to who was on uh, one of our previous guests, um, Fresco Philippe, he, he basically said like, it's hard to tell an artist or, or to even say that an artist's music is trash because they took time to make something out of literal nothing. You know what I'm saying? And um, to <clears throat> put your time and your hard work and sometimes your last dollar into your craft and to your art and put it out there and for you to feel like this is my baby and I'm putting it out there and to receive criticism on a whole different level, especially now with social media, bro, that's hard. Like it's super hard. And um, Tiana Taylor has been in the game for a very long time. Like I like, like we know Tiana from super sweet 16. So she's always been in the limelight in some way, shape or form. So to think about, you know, the criticism that she may have gotten this whole time, it can be taxing. It can be super taxing. So <clears throat> I understand if she wants to step away for a minute and, and just to get herself right. Now, when it comes to the labels, I feel like we have seen a resurgence or just the, the, the mindset of let's be independent. We don't need labels. We can do it ourselves. We, we, we have a direct to consumer relationship now through Spotify and Apple Music and social media platforms. But for some artists, you need a label because you need that money up front. Like I don't, I don't have thousands of dollars to put in, in, in um, to studio time. I just don't. So I might need a deal so that I can get a head start. So I can't say we don't need labels at all, but for an artist like Tiana, at this point, 
you have a fan base that's ride or die hardcore. We're on live with you every time you get on. At this point, you don't need a label. You know what I'm saying? Like, if she wants to retire from the traditional, like, I have a label, I have a contract, I have a certain num number of albums that I'm expected to put out, I totally understand that. But I don't think she's never going to get into a booth again. Maybe for a while. I just, I just don't foresee her being that talented and that creative to say I'm just never, like, to never do it again. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, um, I think, so I think there's, um, I agree she, she's gonna, I think she's gonna definitely come back uh, for sure. She's not retired in the sense of like never singing again. But I think there's something to be said about uh, good music in general, the label, record label. Um, some of the names of the artists that they have on this that are signed to that to them. Big Sean and Travis Scott are the the biggest ones in terms of of mainstream artists, but. Think about it. You have designer, Pusha T, Kid Cudi, Tiana Taylor, Saha the Prince. That's some notable names that are listed that are assigned to this label. After stupid, yeah. There's no way that any of these artists should have any issues with this label. I think. I think the conversation needs to be directed toward Kanye West, because. You're, you're sitting here and as as an artist yourself talking about ownership and and you know screaming at adidas or nike or whoever about your designs as a as a designer um and ownership and and you know for companies to do the right things but you won't even do the right things for artists that are signed to your label that makes no sense to me uh, John Legend is another another uh, name signed to this to this label. Um, can you tell me why you know Kid Cudi hasn't had like a major push? Why Tiana hasn't had a major push? You see what I'm saying? Like at this point, for sure, I think with the way social media uh, is today. Um, it's it's more independent friendly. I think that there is a place for record labels, but just like artists have had to evolve and, and grow with the times and, and change, record labels need to do the same thing. You can't operate with that old school mindset of owning and and uh, owning music and, and not allowing artists to have publishing rights and stuff like that there's there's a lot that um i think that record labels in general have really messed themselves up with artists and uh signing to them because they, you know they they want to own everything that they that these artists put out and we're not in a day and age where you can do that anymore if this was even 20 years ago cool 10 years ago cool like oh, 10 you years have ago, yeah. yeah you have you have an argument but 
with the way that everything's set up right now, I don't, it's not necessary. So I do believe she will uh, retire because she even said in that uh, Instagram um, feed, Instagram live, that she's sat down with the label like 10 different times to get dropped and they won't drop her. Like, I think there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, we have to shift the conversation toward the culture of record labels and 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 the way these the music industry is designed in general because yeah for sure that there are specific artists that don't get these grammys because of who's ever in charge you know doing whatever they want to do or not paying attention to the culture and and like truly understanding the the climate in which we're in um you can make that argument but i think at the same time the record label in general is who should be to blame for a lot of these artists not getting push or not getting uh, as much attention main on the mainstream level because of the fact that you just don't care. So Kanye, I th- for someone that goes and preaches about all of this, he needs to be held accountable for sure. You know, it, it's something now where you're talking about, like Tiana has come out and talked about mental health. Uh, Kid Cudi is is big on mental health. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think John Legend has spoken about it, um, and Big Sean definitely has because uh, he's he's touched upon that a lot uh, lately. Like, I think there's the common denominator is good music, like something about them is something about what, what what they're doing and and we haven't heard anything from designer in how many years <laughs> <laughs> you see what i'm saying yeah. like and, and and for that matter is why i say um you know it goes back to what i've said uh he's not the only one because as you know the yeah. other captain obvious is a man by the name of sean p diddy puff daddy Holmes. Yeah, yeah. In the gospel world, it's Kirk Franklin mm-hmm. um, having a number of talented gospel artists and singers mm-hmm. under their under his roster. Right. That blew up through social media, through the YouTubes, through the Instagrams, just sitting there, sitting there, doing right. nothing. Right. And uh in Diddy's case, still hasn't given Mace huh. his masters, his, yeah. his his royalty. Yeah. When at a young age Mace was like, I did everything for you with no problem at a time when I didn't even know about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Eight ball and MJG, two legendary Memphis artists that were underneath, you know, a history of artists. Mm-hmm. Heck, M- MGK, you can go down the list of so many artists under Sean's label, right. under Bad Boy, and who have been done dirty, done wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, you can talk about labels like Atlantic and how they yeah. did Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, A lot of people sit there and say, well, what happened to Lupe? And it's like, it's not what happened to Lupe. It's the fact that he had a lot of label disagreements. Mm-hmm. He wanted to go this way. They wanted to go that way. 
So out of frustration, no matter what he felt like, he admitted it, you know, whatever he tried to put out that he thought would be a dope single for the people, labels was like, eh, no, that's not it. How about something like this? Right. And even when they put it out, the artist doesn't even like it. But they put it out because that's what... But then in, in Lupe's case, he said there were things the label wanted him to put out. He put it out. And they still didn't like it, but he's like, how do you want me? Mm-hmm. How are you going to get mad and not like something that you told me that you wanted me to put out? Right. Because it's like, if you let me put out what I wanted to put out, it would actually sell. Right. But, you know, it just goes to show. And like I said, Chameleon had a, say, a similar disagreement. You know, you, you have a song that takes off like Riding Dirty and all of a sudden, they want you to go this pop commercial route. Mm-hmm. You're a street rapper from Houston, Texas. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, you're, it's not right to go an initial pop route, you know? Right. But I've seen artists doing that and get in their bag. And as we know, you want to get your bag. We get For it. Sure. But when labels are holding back certain individualities, it, it just, it's crazy. Um, what that can do to an artist's mental mind state. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some quit rap completely or R&B because there are R&B artists in the same, they, they fall into the same category. But they want nothing to do with this anymore because of the, the, the greedy mindset of how much money can you make? What look do you have? What makes you different than that person? Hey, right. Marie. A lot of people can probably forget about her, huh? Yeah. Please yeah. don't forget about her. A lot yeah. of people don't understand how many artists actually stole a lot of her stuff. Mm-hmm. All because of the label. So, um, man, guys, what would you suggest? What would you think is something... I know we may not be business mindset of, of, of what a label is per se, but seriously in a sense of what would you suggest the medium is between the label being happy and the artist being happy? So like for the label, like trust your artist, like you invested in me because you saw, and even now I feel like if, if, if a label agrees to signing an artist it's because the proof is in the pudding like you see that i have a following all already i'm coming to you with a fan base already established so trust in my art and trust in what i'm doing and trust that you made the right decision here because why would you sign somebody for what they presented to you and then do all this stuff to change it or to divert them elsewhere yeah i love that yeah, I, I think um, there's some some stuff that I, I want to say, but I'll tell you off air because of, uh, there's a, an idea that I have. But I think what was actually kind of disappointing me about all this is that when the owner of a record label is an artist themselves and they still do this, that's what disappoints me because it, it should be that an artist that has a record label um, 
understands what the artist, you know, that they sign would go through. It, it, it should be that. But clearly they're not, they're not looking at it like that. They're clearly looking at it from the mindset of how much money I can make with this person. And while I understand, you know, it is a business, you cannot look at an artist, you can't look at a creative and expect them to do to to be comfortable with being put into a box that that's that's the opposite of what you do with artists you cannot do that you can't put us in boxes and it doesn't matter what your medium is if you if you're holding an artist within a restraint it's going to limit what they can do and what they what what they produce is not going to be as as great as it is, as it would be if they if they had freedom, and I think that that's just like like Janine said, you have to be able to trust the artists that you sign. If you if you're not willing to trust them, then what's the purpose of signing? If, what are if, we here for? Is it makes no sense. If you as an artist have no trust from your label, what's the purpose of even sitting down and 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 and, and signing to them? Like, you know, T Pain, I, I think. Um, I forgot, I, I think, I want to say he, I, I forget which, I think it may have been Atlantic Records. Um, he said that he actually, um, he actually rejected their offer, which I think was like 10 million. Um, and I forget who he said that uh, that he actually did uh, end up signing with, but they only signed it for like 20 grand, 20 or 40 grand. And you see where his career blew up to, right? Like he may not be one of those guys that we look at as we mentioned, like like a Jay Z or whatever, but if you actually think about the influence that he's had on the on the music industry from a production standpoint, like he he's he's a legend in and of his of of his own right, and it's because he 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 worked with people that believed in what he could do. If you're not willing to believe in the artist, then there's no reason to bring them on. It, 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 it makes no sense for Tiana Taylor to be put in this position to where now she's looking at this, she's looking at, at, at her art as a, a, a hindrance to her mentally. That is a problem. Yeah. That, that is supposed to be your, your, your fortress of solitude. That's supposed to be your, 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 your area where you can vent and, 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 you know, express who you are. If you cannot do that as an artist, and, and now you're battling mental, uh, uh, you have a mental battle going on. That, that, is, that is the worst space. I mean, when, when, when your craft becomes your hindrance, mm-hmm. that is a problem, yeah. you know? So I can speak from it from a, about it from a, from a production standpoint of how that's hindered me and how that's, you know, affected my mental health. But I can only imagine, like, as someone who writes their music, how damning that is. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that is that's some that's another that's another level. I don't even know how you as a as a record label that is an artist, <laughs> as you as an owner, how you can uh be comfortable with that. So Kanye West needs to check himself. Yeah, um I, I you know and I, I can just uh say that you know in watching the clip that i watched 
with Tiana Taylor, I totally can relate because even in the independence, uh, there's a lot of doubt. There's a lot. The life of an artist in general, there's a lot of uh, daily mental battles you go through. Right. You, as you guys mentioned, you know, you, you, you take nothing, you create something, you create this project for people to hear. And um, every day is a mental battle of just, you know, of course, there's the competition mindset, you know, it's all a business. So, you know, like, all right, that person's dropping something the same day I'm dropping something. So, mm-hmm. obviously, you guys, the listeners, are going to listen to whichever project you feel the need to listen to first. You know, you're hoping, okay, we'll listen to mine's first, you know, because I guarantee you're going to, you know, and, and both could be prospectively like great projects. Um, but like you go through this mental battle of just, um, you know, if you're an independent artist, you know, just am I good enough for a label to sign me? Maybe you were signed by a label, got dropped by a label, and you're like, am I really good enough to make it on my own? Or maybe right. you've had a number of labels drop you, and you're like, why do I keep getting dropped by labels? If I know I'm capable of making a hit. Mm-hmm. You know, what's, you know, there's, there's so many different mental battles. It could be, maybe you've made a long list of hits, but you don't have your master. Uh, yes. Yes. And, um, that's why I said the daily struggle. And then, like I said, as an independent artist, um, choosing what deal you want, you know, because there, there's the fact of, all right, 360 deal. That's a no, no. Oh uh, yeah, you get what yeah. I'm saying. You get trapped in that, you know, or just knowing like, okay, could you break I that do? one down though? Yeah, man, those three sixty deals, pretty much is. To those who don't know, a three sixty deal basically means that the label pretty much gives you advance money. Mm-hmm. to do what you need to do. You create your project. You put it out. You don't own your masters, though. They own them. And yeah. kind of just anything that you reap from that goes right back to them mm-hmm. because of all that advanced money they gave you. Right. And you have all this money for no reason at this point because it's like, it's almost kind of like what TLC went through. Oh yeah, in yeah. an independent artist form. Yeah, it's not quite to that degree, but it darn near kind of ends up like what TLC went through when people were like, "Yo, you got all of these hits, y'all should be stupid rich." And then they're like breaking it down to you live on air, like, "Nah, you got five dollars. <laughs> five dollars to split amongst three right. people." Yep. Which then you got this, this, and this, and that breaks it down to this. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, dang, you know, 360 deals work like that only in an independent artist form because you're not really signed to that label. Mm-hmm. You're in control of yourself, but you get that advance. Right. And unfortunately, whatever you make from that literally goes right back. Got to go right back. Right yeah. back to you. Yeah. Because of all of what you got in advance. So they'd be like, yeah, hey, man, we'll give you. You need this to do the biggest, best video shoot you can do? Cool. You need that for your budget? 
album, you know, whatever. You want to make the best album, get the best features, all of that. You put all this effort into it. And then when it literally makes the money it makes, that label sucks it right up. And then you don't get the masters from that either. But there are ways around that where you can literally uh, own your masters and be in control of what you want. But it falls back to that following that Janine mentioned, you know, it's that's where the mental battle comes in because you know that you have your legit following but every day is just a struggle of just like am i good enough or Mm -hmm. you know do i want to do this anymore Mm -hmm. you know uh because it's almost like student loans in the form of music oh jesus christ you know that's the best way i can explain it to people it is literally like having student loans in the form of music, knowing you got tons of debt. Yeah. That you got to give back and make back. You got to work back what that label gave you in advance. It feels good at first because when that refund check drops, you know, like, oh man, I'm about to fall oh, yeah. out. Ooh. Until hey. you realize, hey, you got to pay it right back. Got to pay that back with and interest. Guess what? That's interest. <laughs> so now, not only are you paying back thousands of dollars, but you're paying interest on top of that thousand. And that's how those labels work, man. It's it's just like it. It's crazy what money can do to the mental mind state. And um, so that's why I say I, I I relate. You know, I haven't dealt with any labels, but if I did, and I say to myself every time, do you really want to be signed? Do you really want to be under any of these? Because if you ain't reading that paperwork or if you ain't smart enough or got a team that's smart enough around you to understand that what your personal self-value is and what you can do, you, you it's going to be tough to keep yourself strong because you'll do like Lupe. And I remember Lupe dropped a series of albums, and I think it was one album that did so poorly. He had to explain to the people that he literally just did that because he owed the label one more album. Mm-hmm. And that was just a song, a set of songs. He, he said those were throwaway songs that weren't even really that good. He just threw them on an on a, on a album, called it an album, and said that was his exit album. So it's like that just goes to show how daunting it is to have that control over it, you know, when someone has that control over you. So just imagine that, you know, so like, hey, man, yeah. I'm not going to get on my all because you're not even mentally there right now because you just want to get from underneath that. Right. Um, so we're we're wishing Tiana Taylor all the best vibes we can wish her uh, to sure. be strong mentally because uh, as an artist myself, I, I, I can understand that mental battle of you know, one competing with with others when you've done it for so long, mm-hmm. knowing that you have a fan base that knows you're dope, knows you're talented, and yet the backing just doesn't seem to be the, the support doesn't seem to be there as heavy as you want it to be or you thought it would be, and uh, especially in her case, being a woman in the game, you know what I mean? Because yeah, she has the tools, attractive, talented. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't have her. She could easily slay the Megans 
you know what I'm saying, and the and the and the parties and all of that. But that some, last for album, some bro. reason. For some reason. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, man. It's uh like I said, salute and uh you know, it just falls, like I said, guys, I know we had to give y'all the real of this thing. And, it, and it's, it's, it's more to talk about in future episodes because trust me, there's so many more, you know. There's there's a one-hit wonder special coming for y'all soon with talks like this uh, because a lot of you out there wonder, man, what happened to Jay Holiday? Man, whatever happened to Chingy? Man, whatever happened... You know, just so many different people in a certain time frame where you said, man, did they just fall off the face of the earth? What happened? You know, what, you know like, what happened to Lloyd? What happened to these guys? What do you say? And you say to yourself, where are they? Right? Or And, and then you realize that it's a label thing, man. Mm-hmm. Money is a very evil thing in the music industry. Music industry is a very evil thing in the music industry, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, they have uh, it's, it's nasty and crooked and a lot of backstabbers, spooky. You know, Bob. You know, it's funny you mentioned what you just mentioned. Ti is another guy you got to throw in that. Yes, because Bob. Yes, is too talented to not be one of the greats right now. Yeah, yeah. You know. I think, um, like, let's say the T.I.s and the Kanye's of the world, like, really do go into these things with the best of intentions. Like, okay, so I got put on, I am successful, I have enough revenue or enough clout within my label to now start my own label under the umbrella of whatever, and I'm going to bring my people on and they're going to be able to be successful as well. Y'all, like, nobody really knows how to run a label when they start it or, or, or when they say that they're going to start it. I think what or what if T.I. or Kanye West had all good intentions and then got into what it takes to run a label and forgetting that, yeah, this is mine, but I still have to answer to Def Jam. Or I still got to answer to who is T.I. under? Atlantic? I believe it was Atlantic. I think so. Atlantic? I think I think good music's under Atlantic too. Okay, so they're all okay. Yeah, so whoever they're under, like maybe we 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 don't chuck it up to them just not having their best interests at heart, but just not anticipating what running a label actually means or what it takes or what you actually have have to do. Yeah, but you gotta. I think in the beginning, I I think that's more acceptable in the beginning. When you're okay. years in, like years in, you got a you have a roster of artists. Yeah. When and 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 they're bringing it to your attention multiple times, like bro, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, like, I can't cake for this. You're right. It's it's a <laughs> different thing. <laughs> it's yeah. a different thing. I, I again in the beginning, I I could excuse it, but. When you have someone like Kanye that's out here talking about owning your masters 
and stuff like that and he and and, and you're not allowing these artists to do that i i, I don't i don't want to hear you I, I honestly don't want to hear what you have to say because when you're talking about ownership you obviously don't you obviously only care about ownership when it comes to kanye you don't care about ownership when it comes to Tiana, when it comes to Kid Cudi or Big Sean. I think he still owes Big Sean like three $3 million or something. He, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. And, and, and the same case for Diddy, you know. You're yeah. To, you're going at the Grammys and, you know, you, you're saying to the Grammys what you're saying about, you know, hey, you know, artists need, you know, black artists and black ownership and these things like that but yeah that's another thing i'm tired of these guys talking about black ownership i'm tired of it because when you don't do it to excellence in your own thing and you want to demand other industries or companies to 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 highlight black uh artists or entrepreneurs or whatever it is like when you're not doing it the right way, how do you expect these other companies and, and labels to do that? Why would you expect them to do it? It's, it's, it's tough. You're holding your own people down and, and getting mad when white people do it. Mm. <laughs> Which is worse. <laughs> Which I is mean, worse. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Um, and, and so with that, guys um because like i said there will be more into this because again this is fast ox you know we we laugh we kid we joke and we're gonna end this on a great note of course guys y'all know we ain't gonna get too but we had to, to to touch on that because you know again our love our thoughts our prayers are with tiana taylor in this That's journey beautiful. in this battle that she's personally going through right now because it's not an easy thing in this industry and uh there's more to talk about, like I said, in the future with what this is about. But at the end of the day, support your artists. Continue to support your artists out there, independent, signed, whatever the case may be, um, and, and find ways to help them stay level-headed as much as possible because uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. There's always going to be critics, but the label's hurt worse than the critics yeah yeah it's one thing to say hurtful things or criticize on social media but when labels are holding you down and holding you back and suppressing you and saying you can't drop this mm-hmm. you can't release this that's not gonna that's not gonna sell they're not gonna like this that they gonna tell me that's exactly at that yeah. point that's when you realize that it's time to shake things up and, and find a way to reform the industry. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen. And you know, when I started looking at T.I. sideways, when he kept trying to push Iggy Azalea on us. <laughs> that's when I looked at him sideways, like, bro, come on now. <laughs> come on, bro. Stop it. Oh, Iggy, Iggy, Iggy. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop it. He was trying to say she was lyrical and everything. Like, bro, stop it. And then when she did that, <laughs> that that trash ass freestyle, what was it on Funk Flexer Sway? It was I think on somebody. So. 
Yeah. And he just quick was like, yeah, my bad. She's yeah. terrible. Like he quickly dropped her. <laughs> yeah. Like there was yeah. no genuine connection to that deal at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's so funny. We talked about this last week with Nicki Minaj. Yes. And, you know, who was, do you guys remember when they actually tried for a split second off of Fancy to really say, has Nikki finally found some competition? With Iggy? They said that? Brief, they didn't yeah, say that. It was for a brief moment when yeah, Fancy no. hit the scene and she was taking off to that track. No. Remember now, Fancy really took her off. It was, it was a mainstream hit, but it was not lyrical at all not at all but not at all in the sense of <laughs> i can't believe that, that she was a female rapper she was a yeah. female rapper yeah you know she was she was hot at the time with that track nikki was still hot yeah probably simmering down just a tad but still hot yeah they even said it in an interview gave iggy her props and you know yeah kind of co-signed her for a minute you know yeah. uh and that's why i said it's amazing yeah. Yet again, how that just plays out. Just like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, that just goes to show the life's mysteries. Of <laughs> how did you make it over this artist? I'll never understand. But, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. uh, that being said. Things that make you go, hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> kind of like. Yeah, I'm bobbing through your yes. I was still wondering what made T.I. sign her. I, I, that just made no sense. <laughs> he thought it was white girl, big, big booty talking about some sexy shit. He thought it was, yeah, he thought it was gold. He thought it was cool. gold. I mean, she never wore a cool, though. Never wore a cool. Never made it past one hit, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's it for Iggy Azalea, anyway. Uh, kind of like Nick Young, Meme City, baby. Nonetheless, <laughs> I told you we could not end it on a silly note for you guys, huh? Question you mark not, me, baby. Yeah. Question mark me, baby. But yes, guys, all we're saying is we thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for yet again joining us right here for another episode of Pass the Ox. Make sure, first and foremost, that you follow us at P-T-A-O-T-S on Instagram, all right? Make sure you check out Pass the Ox and our interviews. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to the end of the year, y'all, so... I guess we got to give y'all an end of the year episode. And uh, we want to shout out the fact of uh, we've had a phenomenal year. I mean, Mystical joined us. It, you know, if you're a new listener, make sure you check out that. That was our biggest show of the year for sure. Being able to bring on Mr. Mystical onto the show and just laugh with y'all. You know what I'm saying? And that's not it because 2021's on the way, it's on the cusp. And you just never know what's coming very much in the future. So stay tuned. Make sure you follow us. Uh, check out OTSGuys.com, www.OTSGuys.com. You can follow Miss Nina at O underscore Nina in IIA. And make sure you follow her at Nina Soul on Instagram. That is Nina Two Eyes S O L. And of course, well, Mr. 
Derek will tell you, don't follow me, even though you can at Derek underscore OTS. He'll say, <laughs> don't follow me. Follow the Instagram and the Twitter for OTS guys. That's pretty much it. At OTS Guys. And it's your boy Dwayne. You already know where to find me at Dwayne Dickey Jr. on Instagram. Or you can follow your boy Highlight Real, the artist page at Highlight Life. H I L I T E Life, baby. Your boy just celebrated a birthday the other day. So, happy birthday, bro. If you love that game. Yes, sir. Hey, thank y'all so, so much. No better way to celebrate it than right here on Past the Ox with my OTS crew, and of course, my Pastor's family, my co-host over here, who I love so much, and my boy, my brother from another mother, Clyde, baby, my boy, <laughs> Derek Myers, you already know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, until the next episode, if we don't get to see you before 2020 ends, we just wanna say, we hope that you made it through, because we know we did. <laughs> and we know we definitely <laughs> we did. Hey, man. a lot. If you're listening to this, yeah, yeah, I hope you made it, man. <laughs> <laughs> legit, legit. Okay, that's why I said like this had to be a lengthy outro because of that reason. Okay, yeah. just in case we don't happen to see y'all before this year ends, if we don't get to see y'all again, listeners. Again, if you don't get to hear our voices until the top of 2021, we just want to say thank you for vibing with us and riding with us throughout this year. Hopefully, we got you through this year, just like you got us through this year. Because like I said, we made it, and we are happy and loving every bit of what 2021 is to bring us. So, ladies and gentlemen, until the next time, the ox has officially been passed to you.